how you doing? It's your host Naliaka and this is a safe space where we talk about all things including stupid shit and important stuff too. <laughs> this week has been so light for me. I have been able to binge watch this series called The Ultimatum. Marry me or leave me. <laughs> I tell you, it's insane. It's where six couples submit themselves to this experiment. Usually one partner has issued an ultimatum. An ultimatum like are we gonna mature our relationship to the next step or are we gonna like leave each other because most of them are like ready for marriage and mostly like one partner is not ready one partner is like hesitant usually <laughs> and it's so insane so you submit each other like you you and your your spouse or your partner go for this thing now the first three weeks you pick a new partner like for a week you date different men other than the man you make you came here with you came in with or the woman you came in with you see different people <laughs> i know and usually the partner is like right there at the corner so they are watching everything it was so emotionally it was just like oh my gosh i don't know if i would ever do such a thing anyway so uh, at the end of three weeks uh, at the end of 10 days uh, 10 days or seven days like a week or something you pick a partner who you're going to live with for three weeks right so this could be somebody new somebody different whatever so these couples start graviating towards each other so there's this lady chick who had a boyfriend who was so serious and wanted her to have children with him unfortunately she didn't want to have kids and she told me she didn't want to have kids but like as the program progressed she opened up and said it wasn't like she didn't want to have kids she just knows that he works so much that if they have kids she'll be the only one who'll be taking care of the kids and she doesn't want to do that which was like revealing right so um she that chick bonded up bonded with somebody else who was like oh don't worry i know it's not even kids i know it's a partner i'd help you with the kids blah 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 if you want to get married blah 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 so this chick is falling for him hey, hey, hey watch out the owner the, the the original partner hey aliona ujama neda ku ku kushikidia my girl alienda ka propose immediately so for me my question was the issue of having kids have you spoken about it like fine he's proposing and everything but it's not like anything else has changed And remember this guy wanted to pick other women. Unfortunately, the women that he wanted were being taken off the market quick. So, um <laughs> I tell you it was just out of fear, but um turned out well. The chick said yes and they left the show. Uh there's also this guy called Hunter. He was such a good listener. And so there was this chick. She's I think Filipino or something like that. Tiny little woman, Mama Sita, but she's like forceful and like you know um intense kind of personality and um they kind of gelled her and this guy kind of gelled and the girlfriend was like nah you know the girlfriend is the one who put the ultimatum up because she said she doesn't want a man who earns less than her she wants a man who earns more so the entire time the whole week as they're like nini she's just watching her man being courted by different women and all of them talking how amazing he is and how great he is how good listener he is and all that so she's feeling like what and her 
her her experience the first the first person she goes to talk to tells her because the first thing she says she is interested in financial stability and she wants a man who is any more than her and the guy she's talking to didn't even have a job he had just like i think what what was the issue i think he was in between jobs or something like that he wasn't like financially stable so to him it was like okay so i can't give you what you want so he kind of like cuts it short but she finds it rude so she tries to breach the subject again later on like on a different setting but the guy is like listen me I, i'm i'm not going to waste your time and i'm not going to waste mine i i'm not going to give you what you need i'm not who you think I, i you want me to be so she gets bothered by that thing she gets bothered but so the entire the entire process she doesn't get any man to like um you know want to be with her for the next few weeks and then the worst part is she's like she's drafted gorgeous she's like a blonde you know american type of blonde so blonde it's like almost platinum and high cheekbones long face skinny tall all this um I mean blue eyes she has it going on according to american standards so she's thinking what the fuck is wrong with these men how come they're not dying for me so at the final dinner where they pick their partners and imagine they pick their partners in front of each other and i'm like what why are you doing this to people this is agony <laughs> emotional torture if you ask me So this chick goes like, I know I brought my boyfriend here, but I swear I it took me so long to open up to him. And I just want to be with him. I don't want to be with anybody else. And I it hurts that I see him bonding with other girls. I just want to be with him, blah blah. blah. So of course the guy is like, "Yo, I've always been here for you." So he just like runs across and says, "Listen, Alexis, let's get married. Marry me." Of course Alexis is like, "Yes, let's get but still the issues remain she brought him onto the show because she said she wanted somebody who earns more what happens after they've got married and she meets somebody who earns more is she going to have an affair you know but i don't blame them the age bracket is like 23 to 30 oh my gosh i tell your brain hasn't even like fully formed yet <laughs> it was interesting to watch But then also there are couples where by the the female is very very strong and then the masculine is like a bit subdued. And I noticed in that dynamic the boyfriend was the hesitant one. The chick was like, "Yeah, I want to get married now." And the dude was like, mm, "Cuz I think he felt he's never felt hard." So at this particular point he had a choice to choose and he chose a woman who listened to him. So now he has it in his mind this there's no way he's going back to that situation whereby orders are being barked at him anymore <laughs> he wants to be able to say stuff and be taken seriously and he should i mean a relationship is whereby the both of you are like hard like you feel hard by the other the other one says this you actually listen and if there's something that can be adjusted you actually adjust right So he said that the entire time of their relationship it was always what she said when she said it and in the, even even like like the entire time if you were to watch the chick if somebody said something that she didn't like her face she had a face she'd make it it'd be short but it would be there like she'd give you a look and I'm like yo yeah being at the recipient of that for like <laughs> it can be 
crazy i know we all have like quirks we do especially when we're pissed and it's with people we love but like i i could see why he would feel the way he did and i could also see why she felt that the way she did but i also noticed that she's she tended to pick men who weren't what she wanted but she always felt like she could bring them to where she needed them to be and i think that's like one of our biggest mistakes especially as women thinking that we can improve on men okay by virtue of our presence i mean by virtue of your presence as a woman in a man's life definitely changes it but my point is him as a person self growth for himself you know that has to be there if you're a strong personality especially as a woman finding a man who is firm not necessarily like yelling and all that but just firm in conviction is what you need and having a man you can drag and pull around it's not exactly going to be like a recipe for a happy marriage and i don't care how focused you are at by 25 you need to get married no who said that no really who said that i know like our parents back in the 60s and 70s they got married at 18 19 but back then what did what options did our parents have most girls by the time you're like in class 7 that's the last class you'll attend class 8 that's it and back then it was back class 7 that's it secondary is for boys university is for boys unless you had parents who had like who were visionaries you know it's always believed that educating a woman is like uh giving away milk for free because she's going to get married somewhere else you're forgetting that this woman is also like part of you it doesn't matter where she goes and gives birth to who she's like part of you so you can imagine all those kinds of settings right anyway so um the series in like in general it was very revealing from personal experience ultimatums never go the way you think they'll go and everybody who walked in very confident that the ultimatum would go they were always in tears and from the moment me I just saw the the heading and I was like I got to watch this cuz I have to see myself 10 years ago 20 <laughs> oh my gosh and then there are this there's this couple So there's a Latino Filipino firecracker type of chick who is in love with this polite very quiet very soft biracial half latina half black young man and um they're in love they look cute together but like you could always see on his face that he wasn't happy he hadn't even had experience to know what he wanted in a woman and uh she's like listen I want to get married but he always hesitated because I do believe you know who you want to marry I do understand when they say you know who you want to marry because you could always tell even in the men's faces and as you watch the program you could see why particular men hesitated in different scenarios and you could tell either they're not emotionally capable of processing what the woman is saying or just having a problem with how she's communicating so in relationships like that you can actually imagine how it would be if they're having like an argument that's really big in their marriage you see you have to be able to feel safe to be yourself so this dude is like yeah sure because the chick is the one who brought him on the show <laughs> and then this guy was like 
dark guy handsome you know popular online you know black guy doing really really well and um has this really polite biracial uh also half latina <laughs> half black girlfriend who's not like aggressive or anything so this guy who was brought by this girl and this girl who's brought by this guy kind of like sit together and that is it they bond they have similar backgrounds they have latina moms so they have like similar childhood experiences they have similar preferences and she was soft and he was like wait a minute you mean i can get a soft woman <laughs> you could see the light bulb go off in this man's face the entire time the original girl he came in with was like a firecracker she was like you know i want to do this let's do that let's do this and you could even say even in the body language she's the one who'd aggressively like pull him close and hug him and all that he was always a bit hesitant but the dynamics changed when she got a softer version of a woman and he would be all macho wanting to protect her and even when they met his parents he sat next to her and it was very endearing so now the there's like lots of it it's like lots of it but the process ends 21 days are over and now you go back to your original partner for the same amount of time I'm telling you people were arguing. Oh my gosh, people had fallen in love with other people. Others were offended. Others were like pissed off that their boyfriends were connecting with other women and it was so hilarious because the girls were also connecting with other men, but it was never about the girls. It was like the guys always had it harder. I noticed I was like, "Wait, wait a minute. But you are doing the same thing." <laughs> why is it a problem when he's enjoying this and probably the one who brought him here <laughs> and then oh my gosh it, it was it was crazy but it was also informative for me personally i think until your brain is has stopped growing just date all this thing you think at rushing to have married at to get babies and all that you'll have them yeah <laughs> now me campbell is a mom at 50 Mhm. You have kids. There's no rush. When you're ready, can you imagine being married to the wrong person? And then spending hundreds of thousands of shillings to get a divorce, having kids split in the middle between two homes. Do you know how hard it is even emotionally for those children? I understand some of these things are unavoidable. because sometimes when you feel like you've met someone and like oh it's going to be love of my life and it's true he probably will be that is only if they are willing to grow with you along this journey called life because the person you married 10 years ago is not the same person you're living with no they have grown they have changed and you have grown and you have changed but if you keep still relating to each other on the same level you did back 10 years ago are you serious you see how that wouldn't work and the fact that like for even most of these guys most of these couples it was so disappointing the only thing that they would repeat and it was almost like repetitive i want a ring it's not even the guy that they want the chick was like i want a ring most of the guys were like i want a ring okay one of the guys was like whoa i don't think i want to marry this guy <laughs> and i think the relationship yeah it, it's better off that way because even he didn't know what he wanted 
very complicated towards the end because he was the one who was sure and he brought the girlfriend on but it ended up backfiring also in his face and um what is this i think and if you do decide to marry young give each other space to grow together and individually that whole idea of being attached to the hip <laughs> oh my gosh can be nauseating literally can you imagine you know but i do know couples who've worked together and live together and are very very happy and for them i'm just like yo tell me more <laughs> but for most couples they want to have individual separate lives professional lives separate and you know of course that they're like couple like as a couple you're together but at least you have different avenues where you're able to explore yourselves to the full and if you can do that with your partner why not but chances are it's like one in like 50 <laughs> the rest would probably kill each other in the process mm, people like akina karoche see you build up an empire with your husband and you're the ceo you know it takes a special kind of man to be like over there lifting you high up understanding that even in the business you earn more mm? that type of man kamala harris type of husband huh? you get what i mean <laughs> insane like this 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 new judge ketanji ketanji jackson yeah? first black woman by the way first black woman oh, that woman was elegant she was offended left right and center everything those men said were just like oh my gosh ignorant revealing stupid and those are chief justices you know okay it's a grilling session and they're supposed to rattle you to see if you're gonna rattle you know because you're gonna hear a lot of crazy shit but ketanji was just like there with her french manicure perfect makeup dreadlocks looking so cute oh my gosh and then her husband is like over there like hugging her and all that shit you get what i mean you need a type of husband who's like that like or a type of spouse who's like not afraid to pursue their dream and not be so scared of your ego that they can't pursue their dream to the fullest extent of their dream itself without offending you. Like I was reading um, Wangare Madai's Unbowed. And there's a part she says, her biggest disappointment was finding out that her husband is threatened by her. And that, that just got me in the heart, you know? Can you imagine? Because you see, not all women are the same. There's a woman who's very, very confident and comfortable with creating a perfect home for you. So you go out there, you do whatever it is you want. You come home, you find food, delicious food. She's looking fresh, she's looking good. She's actually, everything is perfect. Kids are well. And the home is taken care of and she's very, very happy. But there's a woman out there who believes in, in, in things that are bigger than herself. And she understands that her, her dream will call her to be something bigger than she is. And the fact that if she was to pursue that and you would crucify her because she'd say that he started drinking more and every time he'd go out he was the husband of that wife and by the way growing up even reading the newspaper you could always tell I, I thought Wangare Madai was mad and crazy because the newspapers called her crazy I, I, I thought Wangare Madai was was a loose woman who had no morals even like the fact that she had dreads back then you know like 
we're being taught to straighten our hair <laughs> she's like over there rebelling and like wearing dreads who the hell does she think she is uh, i thought that that's the worst example of a woman but as you grow up and you read like her bio and really understand what she was doing you realize that she had to be bigger than herself she had to be bigger than wangare madai she had to be an icon to stand up for things that even right now they still need to be fought for right now they were like people talking about private developers even where i'm living right now like there's a walk path i normally take it every so often i take a walk around the neighborhood just you know stretch my legs and stuff like that it was public field it was always open and people would come drive their ways there right now it's fine stuff election yeah this is election year here in Kenya in August they're going to go to the <laughs> the entire country is going to go to the polls and um for a bit as the government shifts there's going to be like opportunities to make money and i do believe they're going to construct really really fast if they're going to construct it and stuff like that and then that land is going to disappear like this but you see for you to stand up for things like this you have to be bigger than yourself and can you imagine marrying the wrong man because there were individuals that there were chicks who were in that particular show the ultimatum who seemed like they would do amazing things but like inya yeah, it's true <laughs> sometimes the woman with the degree is crying over the man who only has a birth certificate <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, uh it was very revealing and and personally it was just like, you know, jotting notes and thinking, "Oh my gosh. This is how it is." But also understanding that most of them have to go through that. And it's even better to go through that before you get married. Can you imagine marrying the wrong man or somebody getting on one knee and them not being ready? Cuz marriage is like <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. But can you imagine that? You know? Anyway, it's one of those must watches. Ah, and then um what is it called? As they go to make the decision because it's called the ultimatum, right? The person who gave the ultimatum and then the experience, the experiment and then feedback and then now the day where the people they've been given the like the partner who gave the ultimatum gets the answer. So of course they cut that shot and they tell you that season 2. <laughs> I was just like fucking bitch ni cliche how dare you you and your wife you over there trying to get us to cry again after love is blind season 1 by them only watch season 1 of these things but this I have to watch season 2 episode 1 to know how who you know what happened <laughs> but like I said marriage is a calling hmm? if you are not called do not answer even if the society tells you get married no if you like random pussy strap that shit up get to work if you want to have babies there are women out there look at chris brown he has three women okay he has a type but he has three women literally he has three women three women have three of his kids <laughs> those are the ones that we know he just recently posted one and guys are like yeah <laughs> people are not happy because people are like yo chris brown you don't like black women all his chicks are like kind of biracial kind of like 
you know because rihanna rihanna's i think rihanna's dad is biracial rihanna's mom is black so rihanna has that like mchanganyiko then there's this kiroshi tran is like filipino half filipino half black and then every other baby mama he's ever had is biracial <laughs> chris himself is biracial oh by the way this uh the ultimatum by the biracial couple see they gravitate towards each other and um because of that shared experience you know so this could be it <laughs> but since chris can't be whatever can't be faithful it's like several women <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, you should check it out. So, I'm going to take a break. Please grab a snack. I'll be right back. I hope you got your snack cuz we're just going to jump right back into this. Go clear. I don't know if you've, if you've heard about it. It's a docu series about Scientology. Um, Scientology, for those who don't know, Scientology is one of the big celebrity churches in Hollywood. Okay, it's, I think they have a headquarter near LA or like where Hollywood is. And um, most of the celebrities, most famous celebrities have always been members of Scientology. And um, these are celebrities like, um, what's his name? Tom Cruise. Um, what's his other name? This other guy. Um, he's done. He's done a movie with Nicolas Cage. John Travolta. Now, um, it talks about the people who have basically left Scientology and what they noticed after they left Scientology. And um, I'm not here to judge religion. I understand people believe in different things to help them process life i do however have a problem when religion has an opinion about things like abortions uh when a religion tends to use uh actions such as intimidation to get people to not talk about things i have a problem with that i think um if you are a straightforward religion you shouldn't mind scrutiny you should actually welcome it and that is why you find that the best places to live are the places whereby there are multiple faiths not only one because usually what happens is that when there's only one faith it becomes you know monopolized and pack mentality is horrible so you know people like Ana Maria internet pack mentality chop your head off <laughs> it's insane so basically these guys what they do they have these sessions whereby they put you up to a, a machine that measures your um pulse i guess so when they ask you questions they can tell when you're like a bit heart is beating fast and then they probe there a bit further so it's like they are professional um, questioners they like the investigators or detectives so they ask very penetrated questions and you know we all have some commonality when it comes to our upbringing it's said that there are most more families are dysfunctional than not so dysfunction is shared so questions towards your childhood feelings that you know you may carry with you dark secrets stuff like that and um the fact that they would do it every day for the week you know that is 
pure programming pure programming using actions repetitive actions getting guys to cement feelings habits and you know at the end of it all you there's a feeling of euphoria um but the question is when 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 people cannot question the choices that um the pack makes if you do you're ostracized or extracted from the situation i have a problem with that i have a problem with that so john cruise was a new guy into scientology that was in the 90s and he had met nicole kidman and they fell in love and they adopted kids and they wanted they got married but see nicole kidman nicole uh the dad is a psychologist so i mean (laughs) it was very easy for nicole to just find a way to divert tom into something else and the church wasn't happy because tom was their most famous like they needed a lot of celebrity celebrity parishioners then that was the mission for their church so apparently um this is from the guys who actually orchestrated this apparently they got a girl who looked like tom's type it's like the opposite of Nicole because Nicole has red head and all that, red hair and all that, freckles. But this chick was more like dark hair and things like that. So they tried to, they staged an affair and they even had photos. And remember, they already have Tom Cruise's like admission to like dark things. And we all know Tom Cruise is all, always teetering between um <laughs> manic ex- forms of expression i'm just gonna say forms of expression because i cannot diagnose what is going on i can also know that like we don't know what it's like to be tom cruise you know we don't know we don't know not very many people can handle it so cracking is like normal normal so for tom cruise i hear if you're like tom cruise status you're given like you have a passy that keep you feeling superstar. So you know that is like stroking the ego. That's insane. So at apparently, whenever he would show up at the compound, they would even have like a concert for him and they'd sing songs and dance and it would be like a whole party. So he believes that that is the, the, the way everybody is treated. But that's not really true because there are those guys who've left and how what they're saying is like really, really crazy. Um, they have been they have admitted to staging things putting things in place to like influence choices that people have made especially with regards to staying as parishioners or leaving the the entire religion together um they have been known to keep parents and children separate because if they say like you as a parent you're supposed to be doing this as your job because um they have volunteers and they pay them shit money but they get the rich parishioners to contribute lots of money like millions all these courses by the way they have these mini courses yeah you take that help you um become better at what you are so it's like a self-help thing on steroid this is why they say there's always caution to everything don't just take everything like up and trust everything you have to like put it to the test so they give you like initial things that help you like get out of your head a bit because even in psychology it's said that most of the things that we don't pursue and it's only because of the thoughts that we have repeatedly told ourselves with regards to these particular things that we want to pursue but 
we've always been we told ourselves this or somebody told us that and so we keep ourselves in a place whereby we are safe but we're not really safe because we're not living our fullest expression so this guy to some extent had it going correct right but just that what he does like every course he charges you a certain amount and tells you okay for i'm fine for this course you have to pay four thousand dollars for this course you have to pay like ten thousand dollars so people like tom cruise can can literally say that they have been able to perform at their most perfect because they have been able to enroll and be part of this scientologist church i listened to one of his um uh, audio i searched it on youtube uh scientology something uh, dianetics it is a book called dianetics it talks about our subconscious and the thoughts that we subconsciously do which is not wrong um he has used some made up words and um but those made up words mean the same thing in psychology the only difference is like back then psychology the treatment was like things like shock therapy ice treatment and things like that which was very very extreme so i do understand that many many people decided to like look for alternate ways to deal with them mania manic expressions and stuff like that and um for this guy what's his name hubert 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 uh has a military record and it's not nice apparently he almost lost it in war and had his crew killed he was dismissed and court-martialed <laughs> and dishonorably discharged but he would talk about his military record as though it was like something that he did and it was perfect and good and then his parishioners believed it so much because they never really questioned him and never really looked for answers and those who did and came to question him would be excommunicated of course um if you've read 48 for laws of power <laughs> how to start a cult he did the book on it and he perfected it and of course you if you find the people within the community who are uh, suggestible and um, even normal people are suggestible con men have gotten away with a lot because they've been able to fool even normal people like this Anna Anna inventing Anna this Anna Danvey the chick who conned US's uh, New York's elite hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> she went to jail and she's come out with contracts me i need she needs to write a book <laughs> how to uh, but i feel like she shouldn't get caught again i hope she's smart enough to evade the law because i know she's not gonna stop she already got a taste of it now she wants more but my point is even normal human beings who have like checks and measures in place it's easy for a con man a determined individual to penetrate through even the highest of defenses so you can imagine if you're like mentally suggestible having somebody who's like a powerful figure and the fact that he gives you things like brotherhood and camaraderie and partnership and help you you feel like yeah I, i'll give you everything including my money and my sanity and my you know so all these people were caught up in this and the fact that they were put through these tests that they had initially the one that i told you about that they are hooked to this like um the truth the truth what's it truth meter what's it called the lie detector the lie detector plus something else that detects like brain waves or something like that so if you had a thought it would pop and it'd say what did that what was that thought you had tell us about it maybe it's just some random thought because we all know that thoughts flash through our minds especially when we're not talking or when we are at a position where we're thinking about something 
So the fact that they would ask suggestible questions that would lead you down a path and then they would wait for a thought to pop and then they'd ask you about that question and then they'd make an assumption that would feel accurate and you'd be like, oh my gosh, you were right. And then of course they get you to give so much of yourself and then tell them about the things that you've done wrong, things that would get the world to shake if people knew. And of course, if you say you have like fantasies about this and that, and yeah, it would be scary. So Nicole Kidman, it got to a point. She got the paper, she got the photographs of the affair. She of course she left Tom and took the kids and went back to Australia. It wasn't long before Tom married Katie Holmes, who was more of the chick, uh, the, the alleged chick that he had an affair with. And Katie also eventually left Tom because she said she said that she is afraid that for the safety of her daughter. You see, you cannot say something like that as a parent. You are willing to break up your own family for the safety of your child. That means it's not a safe environment, not for a child anyway. You know, the brainwashing and the, all that. I'm sure she could see through it and she's like, yo, I can't do this and she's disappeared. But she's not been in the public eye. So there's a bit of concern because we all know that Scientology has had a history of physical intimidation. They call you repeatedly telling you how you should stop harassing their church and they're the ones who are doing it so they want to make you look more crazy you know so i can understand her her decision to stay away i just hope she's safe yeah so the docuseries is just it's insane and people come about and say how like after like retrospect hindsight hey they're like yo i can do all these things without having to be in a situation whereby I'm forced to live like I am a prisoner and they don't like physically hold you they hold you mentally which is worse because you know when you hold someone mentally physically they look okay they look okay but mentally they're like a slave to you and that's that's the worst part of all of this so you know, I, la- I like such docu-series. It, they shed light to things that most parishioners don't know about their churches. You know, like there's another one for Hillsong. I'm supposed to find out more about it because it had like famous people like Justin Bieber was a part of that church, but he also left it. So I know there's a story there, which is insane. Uh, there's also Tiger King season two. Oh my gosh, that thing. <laughs> Tiger King season one. It started off with this Tiger King and this lady called Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol owns a sanctuary which is a little bit open air, but it's still like a cage for like big cats. These are lions, lionesses, cheetahs, tigers, blood, big cats. Now, Tiger King is just like a gun totting gay uh, private owning zoo cat type of person. But he's mean. He's really, really mean. Like the entire season, he's just mean to his cats. Like he would have them electrocuted. He would like cast. Okay, these are wild animals. You know, you're keeping them in cages. They don't know this. You know, and um, there's like a lot of animal brutality. But it ends up being about Carol Baskin's husband and where he is. And he talks about it every single moment to a point that we actually as audience start asking like where is Carol Baskin's husband really where is he you know so um story is in season one that her husband left her 
to go live in a country i think it's in latin america um and was about to take the cats but disappeared so nobody knows where he is so season one there's like lots of questions and people start 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 literally harassing her so this dude tiger king because he's so belligerent and caught up in carol baskin and all she's doing and you remember carol baskin other than being a sanctuary owner she's also like an advocate for like animal cruelty so she's like slapping these motherfuckers with like lawsuits trying to get them to shut their zoos down so there's like added added animosity between them and the story is that she killed her husband because her husband was leaving her and kept all the money and fed him to the cats and um it's something he disappeared like 23 years ago so of course towards the end of the series at season one um the husband's family come forward and say yeah we want to know what happened to our daddy we haven't seen him in 23 years blah 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 so season two starts off oh wait season one he keeps jumping because tiger king is so fucking caught up with carol baskin and keeps talking about we need to kill her but he was always just talk although you know because you talk so much it's easy for people to set you up so the people he went into business with were a bit spineless so they set him up big time and um uh they hired mock hired a guy who was gonna kill carol and the guy didn't kill carol it ended up he uh tiger king ended up being arrested for conspiracy to murder and spent like a couple of years in jail so it ends up with him being arrested and losing the, the space but we all know that he was set up because the two motherfuckers who set him up took over the space they took over his cats they took over everything but carol got a lot of them shut down you see but even then carol is still having like the same cats in like somewhat cages although it's open air it's still cages nonetheless um, so season two starts with him still being in jail, trying to get himself out. Now, January sixth insurrection and what happened, and they apparently Tiger King's people and the lawyers they went to the banner to the sixth January. Um, what's it called? The rally that led to the insurrection in the U.S. The raid at the Capitol, and um, they were told to get the fuck off. That wasn't the point, and that nobody cares about them, so they packed up their shit and left. And they tried to get a presidential pardon. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work because, of course, um, what's it called? Uh, Trump lost, and um, Biden became president. So, of course, it comes now back to like what happened to Carol's husband. So, of course, they go to into this investigation and find out what kind of life he was living down in that Latin American country. I have to find the name of the country. Hang on. with with boxes and boxes of cash that he had brought in from the states he had a few guys to watch over him like a security and these are the guys who are saying that he seemed to like women 
had a you know fun time but he also had a thing for young girls specifically 15 to 18 but 15 years old over there like the last time um he was in costa rica he was with a girl called corinna she's 15 years old she was 15 years old right so that was the last time he was in costa rica so he came back to the states to bring out the last of his things and that's where he died so the day of his death the cops tried to investigate and they, they um of course the spouse is always the first suspect uh when they were trying to retrace uh carol's footsteps that day the night of the murder um she was caught walking at in the streets at 3 a.m she said she was going to buy uh food for her cats <laughs> at 3 a.m and her car stopped working so she packed it somewhere and started walking towards a pet store i mean the fuck but you know there's always a lot of questions there's some there are things she's not telling and of course it's been like 23 years you know she married this man with nothing this man had everything all of a sudden this man is gone and all her wealth all his wealth is given to her the will said she gets everything and they were having so many problems uh the dad had verbalized that she he was going to cut her out of the will so of course the family are not happy about this nobody is and the fact that tiger king kept bringing it up in season one so many times we're all so curious so season two they do an investigation but you can tell that they still don't know a lot but they do know that he was involved in some unscrupulous dealings and you know so there's always that chance that maybe those unscrupulous dealings are the ones that got him caught i don't know carol baskin tell us did you chop your husband up and put him in a in an animal cage and let the cats devour him i know that it's a far-fetched story but i have had worse that have actually turned out to be true I mean, it's so crazy, don't you think? Welcome back. Now, it's the 45th day in the Russian-Ukrainian war. And other than protests all over, in New York there's been protests. And so far there's been claims that over 176 children have been killed in the war so far. Although I know the number is much, much more. Um, the evacuations that uh, people are using the trains to evacuate. And so the trains say that they will work for as long as possible. Um, the IMF sets up an account to support Ukraine. <laughs> IMF. <laughs> That's another one. Yeah? Wolf in sheep's clothing. But they're giving them money, so the International Monetary Fund will set up an account to enable donors to deliver funds directly to the Ukrainian government. The account is aimed to issue Ukrainian Ukraine to meet its balance of payments. I think they have... <laughs> yeah. Ukraine has prevented Russia from linking Donbass. Ukraine's stubborn resistance has prevented Russia from establishing the land corridor linking Crimea to the eastern Donbass region. The British Defense Ministry, <laughs> Ministry said... In an intelligence update a few hours ago um, I'm just giving you snippets um, more evacuations uh, but of course there's famine because nobody is able to farm right now 
so there's always that issue of food as for rations i know there's like added sanctions and stuff like that oil is still very precious commodity and seeing that russia is one of the biggest oil exports in the world the entire world is feeling that pain um uh, russian this what what are they called influencers they've been cutting chanel bags because apparently chanel has decided not to be selling their merchandise in russia or something like that so apparently they're cutting chanel bags which is redundant i think it's a show of like we'll never wear your product again but really you love your country that much that you'd stop wearing fashion <laughs> i know yeah from now there'll be the same people buying the same russian the same chanel bags but maybe out of solidarity for their country of course the people who suffer the most are the common russian people but i do believe the common russian people have more power than they think you know if they were to think as a collective but right now the normal the even the representative the guy the the russian representatives to you know the un and all um the ambassadors and all that they are all speaking for the common people you know the oligarchs will, will just go anywhere although even they can't transact directly if it is known that even transacting to a russian right now is just like ooh blacklisted so it's our hope that this comes to an end because the entire world is held at stake the fact that russian people are 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 interested in this coming to an end should mean that they should force their government a mass mass mentality and if all of you left your homes and marched to putin's home right now and demanded that he sees this i'm sure he would be able to be heard but i do applaud the people who are protesting the russians who russians who are based in other parts of the world are actually also feeling the pinch <laughs> for the first time they're being discriminated against uh, russian businesses are recording record recording low sales literally like because of course they're being associated with the war um i think as a people Europeans are not being used to being treated like that being profiled based on where they're from <clears throat> that's how black people have been feeling all this time being profiled based on where you're from you know and arabs me, me, uh, people from the middle east most of them have been profiled based on where they're from so personally i think it's like the shoes on the other foot not to be insensitive because war is war it claims everybody you know child as much as it claims a soldier So with that in mind it is my hope that we come to an they come to a a close because I think there was always a bigger plan here it wasn't just about the invasion of Ukraine I do believe Russia is trying to preserve its way although I also know that other Russian allies are making moves on their own so <clears throat> maybe this is a coordinated attack and um what's worse is that Russia has invaded other countries unfortunately it's now being looked at as serious because it's not a european nation it's very sad because as much as i saying russia should stop invading ukraine russia should stop invading other african countries and syria too because those are people also who are being hurt who are being pushed to the side for the sake of what now that the ukrainians are part of the mix now we are like oh russia should stop invading and and it's good because you the ukrainian people do need everyone's support but so are the people in syria you know so are the people in all these other places that russia has invaded right so as we speak right now 
there over i think as of last week there were uh, <laughs> a couple of uh, coup d'etat in africa in six countries let me just see if i can find if i can find the article itself African. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I don't know if I can actually get it. Uh, oh my gosh. So the Central African Republic, December December seventeenth, two thousand and twenty, they were under coup d'état. Mali in twenty twenty, uh, but like coup d'état in Africa, twenty twenty two. They were saying um, Burkina Faso in 2023 20, of January 2022, gunfire erupted in front of the presidential uh, residence in Burkinabe, Burkinabe capital, Ouagadougou, and several mili- military barracks around the city. Soldiers were reported to have seized control of the military base in the capital. There were several, I think there were six, sixth coup d'etat, the sixth coup d'etat in an African country since the beginning of this year and it i do believe it's because of the war in europe the fact that the colonialists who are still present in africa have sort of loosened their grip not necessarily out of desire but because they have been pre they have been held up elsewhere you know i'm going to read an article by what are they called I don't know if I'm going to get it. Um, the government of Guinea-Bissau says it survived a coup d'etat attempt yesterday, just days after Burkina Faso suffered, suffered the fifth coup in nine months. Burkina Faso, where? Around the Greater Sahel. This upheaval cement, cement in African region as the most pronounced center of global crisis. Poor and authoritarian governance is breeding extremism and transnational criminality, igniting violence and, and undermining efforts to build democracies. Following last year, military powers grabbed in Chad and Mali, Guinea, and Sudan. The new crisis highlights the weakening risks of security for 135 million people of the Sahel region. Unfortunately, ultimately, and ultimately for Europe and the United States, they are also point of changes needing US and international policies. Hmm. I think we need to stop looking at the West for solutions that we can actually provide ourselves. I do know that because there's been like say a hundred years of corrupt leaders in African countries as head of state, even right now, those are there, most of them, the old guard. Corrupt as fuck. And um these Western powers have always supported the leader who plays the most game, you know. And playing the most game means allowing the colonialists or the people who lend you money to move freely in your country and transact the way they choose fit. And so African leaders have been known to just, you know, fall on their back and spread wide open for the white man, especially the Western the western powers you know and also uh, russia has a big chunk of africa and so so does china you know so it's not only uh, nato and all that they're like all of them are involved in this and it's so insane i am pro we can solve our own problems so for me to even consider the fact that we are still looking at the other people 
you know is is just a big mistake and that is why people like Thomas Sankara they were trying to figure out a way to govern our own people by ourselves because he knew he can't play game he can't play game with someone who wants to fuck you every single time no no you can't especially if it's, that's not what you want it can't work like that the fact that they're exporting things from africa precious gold, like cell phones cell phones cannot function without africa there is something they get from central um, from congo there's a, a mineral they get for congo for the for the cell phones you think china is gonna let that go china are the biggest cell phone manufacturers in the world us are the biggest consumers in the world tell me when will africa know peace if we still keep depending on the same western the same outside help that seem to get everything from here and yet the currency our own currency bouncing against something like a dollar it's like chump change don't care how rich you are if you go to europe your money is chump change because by the time you do the translation <laughs> you realize that you need almost like 200 of kenyan shillings just to convert to like a pound because there's taxes and all that shit can you imagine and yet everything is sourced here everything 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 is sourced in africa taken to asia for manufacture shipped to the western world for consumption recycled back to africa i think it's time we we handled our own shit respectfully speaking so i was <laughs> i am a fan of docuseries if you've listened to any of my previous episodes you have had me admit to this i am like victim docuseries kind of exposes oh my gosh they got me glued especially limited series because you know that's usually like three or four episodes not too long because i mean you do want to know what happened to people but you don't want to know what happened for like two seasons that is insane unless you're covering different people so there's this guy called Jimmy Seville. Oh my gosh, he was like a radio broadcaster, like a radio he was a broadcaster and I remember growing up in the 90s I would see him. Like I saw footage of him from the docu series and I was like, "Yo, that looks so familiar." You know? So he was a well-known TV presenter. He was used to be a DJ. He was also a wrestler, things like that. And his entire career, his entire legacy was he used to raise money for charity. Everything he did, like from the show he would do on BBC and keep in mind this is BBC. When BBC was BBC, it was the only station in the whole world. I remember we used to only listen to BBC and VOK, Voice of Kenya. And Voice of Kenya used to like piggy bank on BBC for a, like a length a lengthy part of the day up until Gionis when you start hearing people like in a Fred or Bachi Machoka back in the day. Yeah? Now you can imagine like back in the day like in the 70s because he's been in the limelight for over 50 years. They were saying 60 years because he came into the limelight like towards the late of his 30s and he died at 85 and even then even when he was dying he was still in the limelight and the british people had given him they had adorned him with a beautiful title national treasure kind of betty white status <laughs> oh my gosh this man was dirty first of all he's never had a wife right or even a husband nothing no one all he did was raise money for charity even like when you listen to the whatever the first show he did uh it was like a a a um a show where he reads letters from kids 
kids write to him and say will you fix it jimmy fix it i think you us if you, you can google you can see if you google online and see jimmy fix it show um yeah that was one of his creations so kids would write to him you know silly requests like oh my duck can't swim so he would like video doing things for kids and of course kids are quite loyal and you know they if they love you you're gonna be rich ask walt disney <laughs> sorry <coughs> excuse me so he got popularity so you know when the kid likes you and then of course the parents are also gonna like you but you see over a, four, a period of 60 years that's like six generations of fans that is solid he was friends with margaret thatcher and you know people liked margaret thatcher for her sensibilities but you see i also noticed something um you see britain is like divided into there's a common folk and of course there's aristocrats right and those bloodlines are still there till today i cannot prince charles just can't marry anybody of course okay prince charles just married anybody and so did uh, you know but like william if you're an heir you have to like marry proper and shit like that so bloodlines are like they matter even now and getting things like um knighted by the queen that's very important and we all know the monarchies monarchies have only existed because the public loves them look at the czars the moment the public hates you you're dead look at the entire of europe there is no sitting ruler like who you can say this is my kingdom only the british monarchy the firm the establishment as they like to call it so i do believe they wanted to like extend their prowess and they saw this man is like getting popular by the day so of course they put him close uh, and i also know his proclivities because this is the thing this entire time the people that this man works with are children from the show on bbc these are kids these are kids between the ages of 9 to 16 children those are his fans and guess what yep you guessed it he's a fucking pedophile so people say oh you know um nobody could tell that he was a fucking pedophile no 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 and i'm like okay sure um let's watch the the the, the series itself the limited the, the autobiography itself every single time this man was asked about anything like he would say something like uh, like they'd ask him so jimmy what are you up to he'd say not get caught says that like literally that's what he said i'm quoting him and then if somebody asked him ah oh, jimmy i heard that you are a wrestler he's like yeah feared in every girl's school in britain what the fuck why would you say that and then there was like another guy who asked him jimmy i heard you live in a caravan he's like yeah anyone plan <laughs> anyone plan i plan to lay and anyone like uh, no wait i'm sorry let me start this from the beginning he's like jimmy you live in a caravan because he lives in like he has apartments and he used to also have a, like an rv a caravan so he's like yeah and then what's your plan for the caravan he's like anyone i get and lay my hands on anyone i can lay my hands on and people would laugh and then they'd ask him Jimmy, what are you doing? He's like kidding, kidnapping ladies. I'm running around Britain kidnapping ladies. Girls. And he would straight, straight, that, straight that out and say, girls. 
and then when asked if he liked kids he would say no i don't like kids because for him the idea was if you tell people you don't like kids they can't associate you with pedophilia and it's true he said he's single and then all the time he would, he would say he has women but there were never stories of women like of course if you're a womanizer you have your crew right somebody like jimmy is like a famous person he'd have those those hollywood type of parties in brito and you know all the, back then if you're like having royalty come to you of course you can like go as hard at as you can but nobody saw him with women nobody nobody not his friends not the people he drank with not his workers not his colleagues no one saw him with women no one saw him with men so for him to claim that he is having sex how is he having sex right okay so let's move jimmy is a catholic so of course he uses the whole catholicism to his advantage and even at one point the pope comes he's at the height of his career the pope comes to britain and wants to meet jimmy because jimmy is a devout catholic can you imagine he has a wall full of those people he has met and this is something that somebody told me once if you walk into a house and all you see is photos of famous people with the person you're going to see yeah be careful of the person you're going to see and i i, I always wondered but like looking at jimmy from that perspective and i'm like yo but i feel like jimmy wanted to get power because he, he's from the north the north is considered um the normal britain the, the everyday bloke kind of like situation it's not the aristocrats so for him to come from the north and to be as popular to the point that he is the bridge between the north and the aristocrats the british people put him on a fucking pedestal they didn't care they didn't care and jimmy as a person he was fucking charismatic like he knew when to look at the camera he was always on and let me tell you anyone who's always on you can't always be on that's why you find like there are times even in the kardashians they like get out of the public eye why because you can't always be on somebody who thrives on the on why how there was one time he was taking like he was practicing for a marathon he was he would do this charity runs and all that shit so um you know he's uh like walking on his rvs like right behind him he had a driver who'd follow him and take footage of him and of course you know like you've seen him on tv the fact that you saw him walking up the street and people would chant his name like oh jimmy jimmy you guy jimmy you guy and um he was taking a break and he was drinking some water and looking at his shoes so a girl was brought to the scene she didn't look older than like maybe 15 he said turn it around the girl was turned around like like um you know the way you're looking for like looking at an outfit and then you tell somebody turn around i see how you look like in this outfit he's like turn around turn around turn around yeah take it away i will see it later how can people how why how couldn't they have not known or is that how british people talk like it who's an it it's a human being but i also do know like famous people they get like tremendous amount of sexual energy thrown at them and sometimes you you have to detach but like that is called calling someone an it and apparently the guy who was interviewing him 
for the story because it was a charity story so he's like oh jimmy what did you get how did you get yourself in charity so he's like oh by the way there was one other time we went to an accident and i volunteered because he used to volunteer at the hospital in leeds as i catch a hospital in in also in brito but the the hospital in leeds it was basically a place where he would wheel people in like he would wheel people who needed help was actually reporting for that charity and found it disconcerting how he spoke of volunteering to go pick a head from under a car or a train and bring it to the team and he seemed to relish in the thought that he was like covered in blood and shit like that so the guy was like mm, creepy but like he used the words he used even in all his interviews he would say things that would mean that would would be revealing like he's doing something that he shouldn't be doing like there are times he'd been asked like um you know like what do you think of the afterlife and blah 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 and he would say things like you know we're all struggling to get to heaven and when we get there it's not going to be an easy thing to enter and when god goes like oh this is a list of horrible things you've done and there's a man who has dedicated his life to charity so i mean what horrible things have you done you've done good things so he says charity for him was a way to like counter the bad shit that he has done. And the funny thing is that there is no bad thing that was recorded. Only the thing that the thing that would come out over and over again were the pedophile cases. The pedophilia issue, the pedophilia question, the fact that he had playing like young girls. And my question is, BBC was aware of this, but because he was a high income Anna or like his shows were like net uh, like netting having great um uh people subscribing on to the show or coming on or writing to the show or the fact that it was a popular thing that went all over the country and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's like as a people you know it's a capitalistic world and most of these big ones are these big corporations they don't care like you can actually somebody like R Kelly R Kelly got away with the things that he did because he used to make bangers like the fact that you're having songs that are grossing at like say 10 million in one week you think they're going to get you out no 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 they find cops who are going to hide you they find judges who are willing to look the other side i mean everything was done in place up until it's no longer possible Ah, it's so sad. Welcome back to the safe space. So we're talking about um Jimmy Savile. By the end of his year, like by the time he passed away, there were 340 complaints, sexual assaults leveled against him. 340 there were over 400 victims who came forward and said that they were sexually assaulted by Jimmy and these individuals were at that particular age especially during the assault they were 14 between the <laughs> between the ages of 5 and 75 years old what the fuck 
I know those in the Western world always believe that Africa is way more corrupt, and it's true. Our leaders are corrupt in very many ways, and we also have all the, all these other prejudices that we are battling amongst ourselves as African people, biases that we may be having that are hindering us from making the progress that we need to. But I do believe that corruption is a worldwide phenomenon because people like Jimmy Savile, R. Kelly, MJ, Bill Cosby, people who have had uh, uh, cases upon cases upon cases of individuals saying that they were sexually assaulted by these people. The only reason why they were operating even before, like somebody like MJ, he died before he was prosecuted. Somebody like Jimmy Seville himself, he died before he was prosecuted. And that is even what made people angry because people, especially the victims, the victims and the families of the victims, um, those are the people who felt it the most because they reported the thing. They said, fine, this dude did this to me. But nobody believed them, not the police. Now, somebody like Jimmy Seville, he had police and law enforcement, especially of places like Leeds. It said that he had law enforcement and entire precincts eating from the palm of his hands he used to have a monday morning session where he would meet police officers for certain precincts i think they would appraise him on issues that have arose uh, and then um, he would call his friends after that to me that was just a guy who was covering his bases and there's something that he used to say and this is something you can actually google him he says that he is tricky he is not clever clever always gets caught it's the tricky who never get caught that is severe he said that and he was caught on camera saying that so many times i mean i don't know i think sometimes like okay according to psychology we are always trying to tell what we do whether it's something that we are covering like we don't see it as a thing that society would accept and so what happens is for example uh, something that society frowns upon so if we do have a life where we experience these experiences that society frowns upon what happens is there's a part of us that wants to be revealed and Jimmy did that he went and detected for years over 70 years he died at 85 yeah so by 85 he had assaulted people for over 60 years a pedophile who's been la- running loose, running around with the people from the royal family, having even people like Diana. They've been photographs, photographed with this man. You know, I mean, it's insane. It's insane. Because it was always a 14-year-old. It was always a 14-year-old. And it's so crazy. And he would say something like... Uh, you know, I don't stick around in one town. It's the way the business is. But in reality, he would say, I would only stay in a town for 48 hours. And when I'm leaving, it would always be in a hurry, you know. Just in case the mothers and the fathers and the brothers of the of the ladies that I have seen. And what he means is the children that he has fucking molested. Because once they get home and they tell their parents that this is what happened to me in the hands of this man. Of course, he noticed that the fathers and the mothers of the, and the brothers of these, these victims... Yeah. Hello. So Jimmy Seville basically used his notoriety to, um, to to tell 14-year-old kids he would meet along the road that 
if they did things for him he would give them a career in the public eye and you know having those you know star moments and googly ideas or somebody's telling you they met get to meet the queen and they've met who and they've met who it can be appealing and it is appealing even now you tell somebody that hey do this for me and i'll get you to meet so and so and so and so in power hey people are willing to do whatever it is so you can't really blame them uh bbc the royal family they were all complicit because you can't hang out with someone and not know them but the fact that nobody ever brought that up or nobody ever said anything was probably because they wanted the power that Jimmy had or the Jim, that Jimmy wielded and so they decided to stay back not say anything which was like beyond you know people came out all the time everybody and all the people were just saying I was 14 years old like there was this girl she was 14 she'd go to church and she was given the role of like apparently in those you know or I think orthodox churches um you find that like there's a wine cellar I mean I think it's wine cabinet in like the pastor's office so you have to go and bring out the wine so that they can like pass it on I think they give it to like parishioners during maybe like confessional I don't know I don't know I'm sorry I'm butchering this but you know like religion has space for wine most like catholic religion so this girl would go to to get the wine and Jimmy would be in the office. Yeah, so she would lean over to get it and Jimmy would put his hands in her skirt and she talks about it. And you can see the pain in her face, the confusion, the fact that she didn't even know what was happening to her. She insisted, she kept telling her mom she wanted to wear like jeans and stuff like that, but the mom was like, "No, you know, we can't go to church with jeans." And this is this actually brought attention to something because sometimes as parents, you tend to like be like, "You want to dress kids a certain way," but especially the moment they get conscious and they're like they prefer to wear certain things. I think it's important that you not only oblige them, but you inquire not so aggressively, but politely, in patience why they would need to cover themselves up because most of the time you find that they are actually being sexually harassed by someone who's probably revered in the family so you know somebody like Jimmy Seville everybody knows him everybody loves him but he's a he's an asshole the people who knew he was an asshole are 14 year old children men women he fucked both of them you know it's very very sad very sad and it brought so much anger and so much you know after he's dead and all the things came out and all the complaints and oh heartbreaking and the worst part is he actually raised money for charity like that he actually did he actually helped he got to build hospitals for people who had complicated situations that needed extra care especially people with disabilities guys who couldn't walk he got them things like you know those wheels um the wheelchairs and stuff like that for ease of movement opened hospitals for their rehabilitation and things like that so uh when those people are being asked how they felt about Jim and they have if they have seen the expose and they say no I understand it but at the same time we cannot let society believe that they can get away with this it's very very wrong it's very very wrong 
I have loved every single minute of talking to you. If you have something you'd like to say, please check out our social media page that is at Safe Space with Naliaka. I'll enjoy talking to you completely. I will leave you with a video of a situation where um, two girls are involved. I just hear this out. In a minute. Oh, I didn't get it. Oh, I didn't get it. Let me see if I can get it. I didn't get that. But I have another one. Oh my gosh. You know, you know this guy who got murdered. This guy who got murdered by his girlfriend, his Instagram girlfriend. He uh, he really didn't like black women, which is funny because his mom is black. Like he has tweets saying, I can't believe I talk to black girls when I don't. Another one, it says, black girls are born to knowing how to shake their ass. Me, honestly, I don't care. Not my type. Another time, he says, um, the way black girls disgrace themselves on TV. <laughs> black girls aren't the only ones who can cook in the world. Once again, I am tired of these black girls in my government class. Martin Show is too funny. Gina be hating so much with her loud black self. Can't wait. I think I talk to black girls and I don't. The thirst for black people in college. The thirst of black people. <laughs> he got stabbed by his girlfriend. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The mom lost a kid, but like, yo, what did you raise? You failed us. You failed us, woman. You did. You're a black woman. You raised a man who hates black women. So this is some girl's take on it. Christian Toby Abumseli is a 27-year-old man who was stabbed in his luxury apartment by his IG model girlfriend. Now, the IG model Courtney Taylor is claiming self-defense, but their mutual friend says that Christian wasn't violent. When I first heard about this case, I was livid because she hasn't been arrested and she's not in jail right now. But someone said that he had been tweeting some disparaging things against black women. I, for one, thought this was photoshopped, so I went to his Twitter myself. Now, Toby said that black women were ignorant. They disgraced themselves on TV. He's tired of black women being in his government class in college. I don't mind a preference at all. People like what they like, but you can have a preference for one thing without talking shit about another thing. I don't wish harm on anybody, and I'm sending Toby's family love and hugs. But I think I'm mind my black ass business on this one. Yeah. Please stay tuned to the show. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for staying tuned to the safe space. We can't wait to hear from you. Whatever it is you think about the show, or maybe there's something you'd like us to talk about or discuss, uh, you can check out our social media page that is at Safe Space with Naliaka. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please be kind to one another. Bye.